Okay, yeah, it's working. And we're on. Cool. We are on. (laughs) But I feel off. (laughs) (laughs) So off. So spicy. Yeah. I... Jane just said right before we started recording that she's scared. She's a little afraid for this podcast. And it's funny because I was thinking that before before we started, that I'm in a scary kind of... I've got a lot of anger right now. And Mm. I have people telling me they're scared of me on the best of days. (laughs) So... (laughs) So... Feeling a bit spicy. We'll see yeah, how it. We'll see how that hammers out, though, because maybe I'll just go soft and easy, and I don't know. How are you feeling? Maybe not. <laughs> um, I feel like this is really cool because usually you and I are so in, con like so consistently in con- contact and communication that before the podcast starts, I know exactly where you're at and why you're there, and I feel like. I know a bit, but there's some element of, of unknown. And so, yeah. And, and then just how much I feel like we've been communicating on the 40 versus our actual like 3d conversations has been, has been really interesting. Yeah. We haven't um, talked just noticing, a lot. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like what that, what that brings up for me. And then like, I just, I feel like I have so much going on too, like so mm-hmm. much excitement, but so much like, fear and like like the the cycles usually for me anyways when I'm about to undergo some major change or like where my 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 body is like I can see myself in old patterns and I'm about to make that decision to um to look to level up or up the level whatever however you put it mm-hmm. um up, yeah. they just oh like the cycles become so short and they're so short right now and I'm just, like my body actually now, because this is my, my bad pattern, is to, like, numb out and do, 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 like, run and mm-hmm. to, you know, like, go out and to seek connection other ways instead of really connecting with myself and my body this morning. I woke mm-hmm. up at 5, and I felt like I got hit by a bus. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I almost tried to be a hero and go for a run, <laughs> as you put it. Mm-hmm. And my body was like, nope nope you are not doing that so I'm really trying to just like like let's just sit with this like clearly this is a a message and an opportunity to choose a little bit different which makes me pretty uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's so good I I had a I think this downs this this down this dip that I'm in which is good I'm not saying that it's bad it's a good spot it feels good I'm like turned on angry turned on down Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you can be turned on in the up or you can be turned on in the down and I'm turned down and turned on in the down right now and Mm -hmm. so I'm angry and I'm sad and I'm I'm definitely there's there's fear underneath that too I think this is more powerful than the fear which is what I'm excited about and so this all did start with a really, really, really good, deep coaching session, group coaching session that I did the other night. And we talked about that exact same thing pretty much all night around doing, 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 and literally running to, to keep away from what's going on in your life 
And this group of people were all local entrepreneurs, like business owners, and how we use busyness basically as a crutch or an addiction so that we don't have to feel. And that was the theme that came out for everybody pretty much that we're all in, we're all business owners so that we can try to outrun something. Yeah. And, and you could feel like I took them, it was like really light and fun and, and good at the beginning. And then we went down pretty deep and just, I just have this really strong visualization of their faces. Like they were just almost blown out if not blown out of just like could not like trying so hard not to go down but they couldn't help it yeah and it's so interesting because there's still such a lack of approval or like a small amount of approval for the down Mm -hmm. i notice it like in myself too we talked about that but everybody has something going on that they need to feel through like some like people are losing things or they're like losing people that they love or they're mm-hmm. still getting over something that they lost or somebody that they lost or failure or fear about which is the irony of it all yeah right and so it's like my point to them was if you can stay with yourself in the down stay with your emotions then they actually do pass and they give you power but if yeah. you're out running them you're actually just running on fumes and yeah, you're no so good to anybody. Yeah, and what I noticed too, there were, because obviously it comes up how how being an entrepreneur, how being a business owner affects your partnership and your relationship. Mm-hmm. And what another thing mm-hmm. that I noticed is how much the women are holding the men, holding them up emotionally. And they're exhausted. Yeah. They're fucking yeah. exhausted. And no, like, I'm not trying to shit on the men at all. I feel for them like they're really doing the best that they can but they're out running something that is never going to stop chasing them never yeah so they might as well turn around and face it because what Where the expense is is that their women are having to hold all of this and their women are tired so how does that start like when when does that that pattern or that status quo begin where women hold their men emotionally uh, I think it started with men not being like do you mean I have a question within my question okay yeah um and I also like really want to wanted to get into this today so this was like a really good spot mm-hmm. um I talked to and I talked to Jenna about it yesterday um because Saturday night I went out on a date with a guy that like you want to talk about having someone on a pedestal like that would be like the equivalent of me going on a date with someone who is like a movie star like I've known him for like <laughs> over a decade like yeah um one of my one of my brother's friends like I just like everything about him like I was just like he's he's perfect you know mm-hmm. and so going into I, and I will get come back around to my point but going into that night of like us getting together like I I definitely initiated it which is not common for me like Mm -hmm. I I was definitely like we we talked back and forth and he reached out to me initially um but then you know I said you know let's get let's get together this weekend and he was like absolutely and um 
So he he drummed up the idea of like coffee and a, and going for a drive. He hurt his knee, mm-hmm. and before he got to my house, like I I like I had to take thirty minutes and like Lots you know, and it was kind of like to to meditate and ground in and be like, mm-hmm. this is a human being, and you know how bad it feels to not be seen, right. and how good it feels to be seen. So like your only practice and goal for the night is to just humanize him which maybe sounds like a like a quote-unquote mean thing to do but it was actually like the most powerful like energizing like generated so much turn on for me knowing that I'd set my intention before and then put so much attention on him in the evening and like the exchange that we had, it allowed him to relax mm-hmm. and like really open up. Like we went really deep on a lot of topics and like really connected on a lot of things that for a first date, first conversation, like they're things that you wouldn't necessarily talk about. Mm-hmm. But then coming out of getting together, like at the end of the night, I was definitely in my feminine because which for me is is not my go to, but I was like yeah, like, we'll get together again sometime, and, and he was, like, uh, he, like, wanted to make a plan right then and there, which mm-hmm. was really hot, to mm-hmm. be honest, like, I was going to get out of the truck, and he was, like, he looked at me kind of, like, okay, you can't go, like, we need to make, like, make our next plan, mm-hmm. um, and that, and that felt really good, and I, I did play with it, like, in the, in the night, like, I've decided that I want to do an Ironman in 2021, mm-hmm. and I've started telling people, so that'll hold, that'll hold me to it, because I'm so stubborn that way, mm-hmm. um, but I, I told him that, and he was like, do you even know how you register, and I was like, nope, but I'll figure it out, like, I'm saying I'm gonna do it, so that'll all just come, and he started trying to look it up, and then we didn't have service where we were, so at the end of the night he was like well when do I see you again basically and I was like well you text me and let me know how to how to register for Iron Man and we'll we'll go from there and (laughs) yeah like it was really good it was really good and then like I just left it and it and it felt good because that's not an easy thing for me to do to just like surrender to that Mm -hmm. and sure enough he did message me this like really thoughtful message afterwards about how to register and then said that he'd enjoyed our time together and talking um and that like we would we would have to do it again and so I played really well with it but then yesterday um I had mentioned to him that like once you send me the message about Iron Man I'll we'll make a plan and I didn't follow like hold up my end of the deal if you will and make a plan so my plan was to message him the next day and um, set something up and I went full blown into my masculine Mm. like full bore and and it was interesting because I watched how much it put him in his feminine and I for me it's that coming from lack mentality I guess totally um and I watched myself carry him and I and I showed it to Jenna and she really like held me through it and was like it's not a bad thing to go into your masculine mm-hmm. she's like but I do read his messages as like he wanted to play a bit more and he was like very sweet in the messages and he was a yes um but then Jenna kind of coached me through it was like so now your your job quote-unquote is to get as in your like as deep into your feminine as you possibly can Mm-hmm. And so for me, like she mentioned, they sent sent him like a playful text message on Tuesday. So that's what we made plans for, but we didn't really like set a time or like 
how all the details would shake out. It was just like, I was just like, want to go for dinner in Peachland this date? And he was like, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, for sure. And then, mm-hmm. um, Jenna said, send him a playful message Tuesday morning and be like, so are we still on for tonight? And I, my gut tells me like maybe that, but also to have that same energy, um, like on, on the 40 to draw him in just to be like, he'll message me, he'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. And to trust that. Yeah, and trust. I definitely am trusting masculine more, but I watched myself through this whole process, like coming full fast circle around to the yeah. question I asked you, where I carried things. And it doesn't feel good. No. Like it does not feel good. It's exhausting. And, yeah. And it makes you feel uh, like I had a vulnerability hangover. I had a whole bunch of stories come up that were like, oh, but he, like, does he even want to hang out? Like, oh my God, like, what am I doing? And it's just, yeah, so interesting. Again, like full circle at the beginning of our conversation to watch these patterns and the cycles become so apparent and so quick. But it's like, okay, like, you, you now you have to choose different because mm-hmm. living like that is probably, to me anyways, the most painful thing ever and the most, like, you well, feel you're, restless you're consciously You're consciously watching yourself in your patterns now. And mm-hmm. and you're seeing like okay this is what I've been doing and this is I know for a fact this doesn't bring me joy it doesn't actually mm-hmm. bring me fulfillment because it's not co-creation it's all manipulated behind the surface behind the yes. behind the scenes right so then mm-hmm. when it comes to actually connecting with somebody or having the thing you want it's like well I just connived my way into this I and then you don't trust it because you came at it from a place of lack. In a place of fear yeah. and when fear is yeah. leading the show and not desire that's what happens yeah. it doesn't yeah. I mean like he could say all the right things and do all the right things but if you're the one who's the puppeteer making it all happen it's like you're not in relationship with him you're in relationship with yeah. your own manipulation yeah yeah so yeah I think I think that kind of that story in a nutshell nails it of and this is awesome like existentially nails it too in the sense of where the world is at today and how we're Mm -hmm. all so deeply deeply operating out of fear yeah i watched some of that miniseries yeah that you that years and years hbo series fuck man and it's yeah like we're all making decisions out of fear Mm-hmm. And the consequence of that is that our ethics get thrown out the window. Because if you're in survival mode, you don't give a fuck about anybody else. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you so will true. step on other people, you will use other people, you'll manipulate other people, you'll control. If you think there isn't enough to go around, damn straight we're going to turn into, you know, like, The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead is scary not because of the zombies, because of the humans and how they treat each other. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and so, how how real it is, like and how real that is. We're, like we're not, yeah, we're not, that, we're not that far off. Like I don't want to speak that into existence, yeah. but it's like at our core, we are animals. So I guess if your question was like, how are women playing into it? Like how if you're in a couple and <clears throat> and your partner is running from something and you're carrying that load, how are you enabling that? And that question actually did come up that night of like how am I enabling this behavior or this Mm -hmm. this situation that I'm in with my partner where he is running himself 
to the bone like he can't do any more for the business but also the family is suffering and the relationship is suffering and you know like there's only so much time in the day so and this was a theme all across the board right of like we're trying to make things work we're trying to survive but at what expense and the expense is family and relationship but the yeah. irony is what are we all doing this fucking for we're doing it for family and for relationship exactly so we totally exactly, missed the yeah. mark and it's- yeah, I just watched, uh, listened to an Esther Perel um, video on eroticism versus like sex and how we mm-hmm. define eroticism now nowadays. Mm-hmm. And like it's it's so like mechan mechanized almost and like like or get like climax and orgasms and you know like it's quantified now which yeah. is actually so not what eroticism is at all. Mm-mm. It's like, it's like, and we're missing the point again, like somewhere where we would get genuine human connection. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, we just want to, we just want to make it measurable. And then we kind of miss the mark of, but why actually, why do we want to make it measurable? Exactly. Cause it's safe. Mm-hmm. Cause it has a, like yeah. when things are in little units or containers, then they're safe, right? Because you can you can see the form of it. But that's so yeah. that's the the idea of the masculine's container being too small because it's out of fear. So if right. the container's too small, there's no room to play inside of it. There's no room for the feminine to explore and go up and down and all around and t- and enjoy the journey because she's being squeezed too tight. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's really what's. Yeah, I think part of what the issue is is that women right now are so in their masculine that we're actually the ones that are keeping that container small for ourselves and then it just is reflected out in our partnerships as well and when those containers are too small then we don't feel fulfilled we don't feel like we have meaning we don't feel like we can do anything other than those like lower lower root kind of survival mechanisms but I don't know I'm not quite sure why I feel so angry about it because it's definitely the anger come up I think like it was just like the next day Mm. Uh, but I and then I watched that show and it's so so sad like there's definitely some joyful parts some funny parts some parts that hit home uh, I think one of the characters was born in 1989, and but it's like 30 years later from now. Um, and mm. yeah, I think I'm just in the, in the power kind of building stage of my anger is, is what Carolyn Elliott talks about with rage and anger is that it's, it's like a fertile ground for change. So when you feel yeah. angry, like talk about eroticism, <coughs> like the the ability to feel joy and the ability to feel anger are both really important because joy is like that reception piece and anger is that penetration piece of, you could call it aggression, you could call it forward movement, right? Like what penetration is. Um, and... So it's that that thing that sparks, okay, I have a desire underneath here that wants to be pulled up into the surface and it needs a lot of power to be pulled up into the surface. 
and anger does that because anger is like that like I don't give a fuck what you think what you say I have enough charge I have enough emotional power behind me that you better like bring your a game to this fight because I'm not backing down yeah and that has to do with like the environment to me to the economy to our future to just pushing through all these lies that we've been told the other thing I watched this week, just all, I'm just super into economics this week. I read Sacred Economy, or Sacred Economics by Charles Eisenstein. I that just blew me away. I watched The Big Short again, which I didn't really oh, yeah. understand the first time I watched it, but this time it was like, like there are people that saw this coming. Since mm-hmm. 2006, they saw that bubble bursting, and yeah, for two years. They saw it coming in, and everyone else was in denial. Like, total yeah. denial. And the banks got bailed out, so nobody lost their, no big, well, I shouldn't say nobody, lots of people lost their jobs, millions of people lost their jobs, millions of people lost money, but it wasn't quite as big of a catastrophe that, that is what's on the horizon. Like, it's a matter of time. Yeah. And we yeah. know that, and then this is the thing, like, we know, we know. So... You can you can feel it. You can feel it. And I think that it's it's tied into what we started talking about of like why we are so in our masculine because of safety. Mm-hmm. There is like a menacing like something underlying but that it's, you can feel coming. But you know what I think is making me angry? And it's not at the situation, it's just it's on behalf of the situation. Like, there's nobody that I'm blaming here or that, that I'm angry. Like, there's no enemy per se, because I don't think that that's helpful either. But I think I'm I'm angry at the denial, at the gaslighting, at the the total bury your, hair, your head in the sand and don't look at it. Or don't question anything. You know, just, just listen to listen to the authority, do what you're told, don't question it, don't stir up trouble, all of that, that I've always, always fought against for whatever reason, whether that's like my dad passed that on to me or whatever, but it's just like, no, I will question authority, I will question this, I will get myself into trouble, I will get, like in the military, I will get in trouble for insubordination, I'll do that, Mm -hmm. if I don't Mm -hmm. think that what's going on is right and I'm willing to be convinced otherwise yeah like I just had this this conversation with my sister yesterday about vaccinations and it's just like I she's just like well show me the data that they're not safe and I'm like I like there's so much data that they're not safe there's so much data that shows that the adjuvants aren't safe and that there's a link between inflammation and and vaccinations and that like there's so much data but the fact that we can't even have this conversation without it becoming like this circus that's not that's not science right like science is that we're allowed to question things we're allowed to hypothesize we're allowed to you know like explore the issues and right now it's just like so again based out of fear and I, I felt awful after because I was like, I'm winning this debate and I don't want to win it because it's an impossible yeah. position to be in, right? Like, 
on the one hand, vaccinations are really important and they do save lives. On the other hand, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. And we're causing damage. And that's evident. And so, like, if you're a parent and you're having to choose what to do, I don't fucking know. I don't envy that. No, not at all. How do you make that kind of decision? Not at all. So, like, this isn't an argument I want to win. Yeah. Like, if I could just tell you that they're perfectly safe and don't worry about it uh, with a a clear conscience, of course I'd do that. But I can't do that anymore. No. And I can't... Same with, like, any kind of chronic medication. Like, I can't tell you with a clear conscience that you're doing the right thing by yeah. taking the medication. Like, like there's other things that you could be doing that are way more important that involve lifestyle, exercise, breathing techniques, lowering your stress, yeah. diet. How you live your life. How you live your life, your connections. Mm-hmm. Like, all of that is way more important than, you know, like, taking taking something that's a band-aid over a fucking bullet hole. Yeah. I just, I can't, I can't be the, I can't enable that anymore. And I think I'm just angry that I was ever in the position that I had to. Or that I might have to go back to that just to survive. Right? That sounds damning. That gives me chills. Like we have to sell out to survive? We have to prostitute ourselves to survive? That's, that could happen. As you're saying all that, I think about the people that are the quote-unquote most happy in like and they're not my they're not my friends unfortunately (laughs) not unfortunately but they're just not people that I choose to spend the majority of my time with they're the people that have settled like have just settled into what's quote-unquote good and just live within that container that's created and don't question the facts and don't you know the quote-unquote facts you know and just yeah. And on one hand, just ride it out. on one hand, I'm kind of I'm jealous of that 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 people can just oh, me push too. forward and not question things and trust the system so inherently mm-hmm. that they're like, yeah, we're taking care of. And I and to a certain extent, I think that's still true. I think that we are ultimately in a grander sense taken care of, but mm-hmm. more on a spiritual level than on a a cultural or societal level. I think we have a lot of work to do on the societal level and we need people to stand up for when they see something that's going on that they don't feel in their gut is right to take a stand for it or against it. And and who's willing to do that? And who's willing to do that if we're all in survival? Nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody. You have to know that you're going to be, you either have to be okay with not surviving, which is mm-hmm. like the ultimate courage. The ultimate yeah. soldier, right? The ultimate warrior has to be okay with standing up for something cause. and dying for it. Or um, or whether that's physical or egoic or whatever kind of death yeah. has to happen. Or the other option is to sell out and sell your soul slowly, which is just another, a longer form of death. Yeah. Right? Or to take the risk and, and maybe it'll pan out. <gasps> A longer form of death. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just it, right? Like, like as much as I can say I'm jealous of it, that you can put your head in the sand, it's like, well, but things will come to head eventually. Mm-hmm. We're all in this together. Nobody's going to be spared from it. Yeah. Well, I and I, as we're saying this again, real, relevant, but 
definitely like a side stroke to that is I was talking to my mom yesterday because I worked um, a full a full day at the gym, and I you know I know that the some of my coworkers there listen in on this, and and it was like there's obviously nothing inherently wrong with that. But I, I left there after an eight-hour shift feeling like, how do some people accept that you will work Monday to Friday, eight to four, out of, or nine to five, out of death, and you have to physically be there in order to afford your life? Well, and this that's is... like another st- status quo <laughs> thing, right? Right. And this is where I can hear the the arguments against this of like, well, you're Jane, you're a, you're an attractive <clears throat> middle class white woman. Like you're standing on your privilege right now. Like people I need to work. Am. Right? People need to work. They need to have mm-hmm. jobs. They need to survive. But again, that's coming back down to this this fear mentality, this survival mentality of of like if you're if you can find a way to not work a nine to five job and you're still contributing uplifting the entire of society even if it's just like your little network what you Mm -hmm. can do if you if you're self-actualized enough that you care you you have to that's where self-awareness leads to all self-awareness leads to, oh, I have to be in my purpose. I have to contribute to society because we're all in this together. If you're a mm-hmm. healthy individual who's clear of their their addictions, who has um, worked through a lot of their own problems in relationship and in health issues, and you're no longer a burden to society, you're actually uplifting it. Right, yeah. because the only reason we hoard, the only reason we ha- we think we have to get massively rich, the only reason that we feel like we have to cling to these things out of safety is because of fear and because of of trauma. So if you've yeah. worked through all that, now you're free to be able to help other people work through that too. Exactly. So no matter what, um, what no matter what class they're from or like economic status you're available to to do what's required to help but we all have to get there we can't we can't continue to be burdens on the system and because there's always going to be certain people that need extra care like if you're sick if you're elderly if you are disabled if you get into an accident there's going to be those times that we all are going to have to lean on the system lean on the society to to carry us through but if we're all working towards being that contributing member because we're all self-actualized because we all are as healthy as we can be then to me that's the the tide that raises all ships and it's not about losing your identity either you you maintain your own individuality and identity and desire get more clear on it i think yeah you get more clear on it it's not that you get lost in the shuffle of of like group identity politics or like um being like like the whole socialist idea is it's it's the group that matters more than the individual i do not believe that i think the individual has to maintain its individuality its autonomy 
so that the the whole entire thing can be healthy. And the, the inception there is that the group actually provides those mirrors so that you can take a better look at yourself. Mm-hmm. Because I like I had a direct example of this yesterday, talking to Jenna and, and saying like, well, how the fuck do I get in my feminine? Like, that's like that's like i wondered if that was gonna come up let it go like just do it just be yourself yeah i was thinking that as you were like yeah how do you do that and and she said to me she wrote me this beautiful beautiful text like and that was that was actually like quite clear and like oh like it was like it was bomb it's yeah definitely gave me goosebumps but then we came full circle and she had to and I have to I have to look at the conversation because it's such a great like real life example of exactly what we're talking about. Because I said to her, um, we were talking about turn on and, and getting into your feminine energy and I said it's so contagious and she said, um, you know, maybe I need to think about money that way. And I said um, you know, you're, you're so onto something here. Like we're, like, we're really, I don't know, thinking up, if you will, because I said to her, I said, I just said to my mom five minutes before Jenna and I were having this conversation, like, oh, the, the money, like we were talking about me going to New York at the end of the month and, and how that was all going to look and just like January and once I got my license and everything. And, and I just said, she said, how are you, and how are you doing financially? I said, I'm like, good. The money, I said, the money always comes. Mm-hmm. And and I said to Jenna, I was like, that is what I need to apply to, you know, that mindset to to dating mm-hmm. and to my like, getting into my feminine energy. Like it'll just, yeah, you know, like and it's that mindset that Jenna said to me. She's like, everybody wants me, and that's more like what she has adopted. And so then I'm the mirror for her to have that same mindset or attitude or turn on around money. Mm-hmm. because it's true like for me for like money like it it just always it's meant to flow yeah like it's it's the spirit yeah. of money the spirit of a relationship they're meant to like flow in and out even mm-hmm. that brings it back full circle to you and I not having talked for a few days it's like it's not meant yeah. to be this like we're in each other's faces all the time that actually yeah. doesn't breed the the space you need for good intimacy you need to be able to I need to be able to move away you can move away then we come back together then we flow in and out and that's what makes a healthy dynamic relationship and that relationship with money is the same it's not we're not Mm -hmm. this isn't a sustainable system that we're in to accrue interest and hoard money it has to be continuously flowing within and out of our economy and so to hold to sit on money to sit on on controlling a relationship is just another form a manifestation of lack. Mm-hmm. It's not trusting that we will be provided for. And mm-hmm. so we and and whatever that means on a 3D level, on a 4D level, spiritual level, physical level, whatever that means, it's not trusting in yourself enough that you're resourceful enough to bring in that money when you, when you need it, when you're motivated, when you you know, you have a trip to plan for. You have this yeah. extra thing that you want to do. Then you work those extra hours and you, you make it happen. You you mm-hmm. actually have the resources and the, the competence and the confidence in yourself that you can make those things happen when you need to. 
And then when you don't, you can kind of relax for a bit. Yeah, exactly. So, and so, so again, like why it's so integral that we need each other and relationships yeah. and, you know, close relationships where people can see those elements of us because, like, they're going to have strengths that I'm not going to have and I'm going to have strengths that yeah. they're not going to have and being able to support those. Mm-hmm. But we have I think to as get a collective, of... it's how we we build safety and get away from this we have to get out of the lack mentality we have to get out of the the zero sums game of if i get something you don't and that there's only that the pie is only this big and if you get some then i don't and Mm -hmm. there's so much to go around there's so much work to do there's so much available that we can create we made this money system we can remake it yeah Exactly. So we have to find different alternative ways. We have to, you know, like there's, there are solutions, but if we're stuck in this victim consciousness of like, bad things have happened to me, you don't get it. I'm allowed to sit yeah. here and be a burden on the system because bad things happen to me. It's like, okay, we get the bad things happen to you. Bad things have happened for sure. Mm-hmm. And maybe something worse has happened to you than has happened to me. But I'm here, I'm available for you to help you work through that so that we can be in this together. Because victim consciousness is not helping anybody in the long term. In the short term, fine. Yeah, you get your minute to be sad. You get your like time to grieve it, to move move through it in whatever way you need to. Of course you do. Of course we, of course you do. But once that has subsided and you're in the healing phase, we need to fucking heal as a group Mm -hmm. as a society and and so it's like but if we're still if we're going to continue to enable the victim consciousness of like let's i'm just going to hold out my hand and wait for you to take care of me and not take any responsibility for how i'm i'm contributing to the group because of all these bad things that have happened to me in the past like i don't i don't know what to tell you like i can't I can't drag you through life. No. I want to. (laughs) Like, I I would if I could. I honestly would. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I would. If I could just, like, wave a magic wand and and take care of everybody, I would. But I can't do that without abandoning myself. And and then who's left to take care of me? Mm -hmm. At at some point, we need to take care of each other. Right? Like, I need to know that that my group has my back when I'm tripping and falling. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's going to happen. But yeah. in the meantime, I want to be contributing as much as I can. Because that's the spirit of being human. A healthy human. Yes. yes. So, anyway. I'm <laughs> angry about all these things. But fired up. I guess fired up. I think it's powerful. And I'm standing, I think it's on my, supposed to, standing on my privilege. To I'll own that. Yeah. Come Ditto. at me. Ditto. The money will come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Said by a true. Oh, God. But, but what yeah. else can we do, right? Like, what else can we do? Uh, but I've yeah. never been more sure in my purpose. I've never been more sure that I'm doing the right thing in the sense of getting my master's in counseling psychology learning what I'm learning or learning about existential therapy right now and it's all about the fear of death and the fear of meaninglessness and the fear of isolation mm-hmm. and all of the things that we're existentially afraid of that we all die alone 
that whole like concept and integrating that and I don't even know that it's true you know that we all die alone because I don't know that we are alone really (laughs) but Mm. I, I mean even if that is true we've got this tiny window of life and if we don't make the most of it then what's the point exactly what's the fucking point if you're just living to survive your whole goddamn life and you're not pushing yourself to get healthy so that you can contribute something that is going to leave a legacy then what the fuck is the point yeah and you're just so focused on your own survival on your own like limited view selfish view of self and like where when can i get mine That's where, like, most people are in relationship right now, is how am I going to get mine? When, yeah. do, when do I get mine? When, when do I get mine? It's not fair. They're getting everything and I'm not getting anything. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you giving? <laughs> like, what are you contributing? What are you healing? What traumas are you working through? What are you doing to self-actualize? like prison otherwise yeah and the sad one is when you watch people settle and to convince themselves that it's okay well that's more of that denial stuff right like this is the best we can do this is they might as well just be and this is where this came up too of like well um one of the ladies was like oh well you know when i'm feeling blue i just write gratitudes in my journal and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I love that. I love that. I, there's nothing like gratitude is important. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's a high, it's a higher level game. It's like, it's like a more, how do you call it in skiing? What do you, like a black diamond? Yes. Not, yes. maybe not black diamond, maybe the one underneath that, but it's not the bunny hill for sure. If you're at the it's point. The run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, if you're at the point where you're really in survival mode and you're really not in a good place, gratitude is just going to make things feel worse because it's going to show you an even bigger divide of where you want to be and where you are. Mm. So it's actually going into into that victim consciousness of, like, this is why everything fucking sucks. This is how I'm a victim to this. This is how everyone else is against me. And the more you start doing that, so, the more you can see that rationally doesn't make any sense. And um, But you need to move through the emotions of that, that real part of you that is victimized and that is feeling, like, hurt and sad and alone. So riddle me this. I had something devastating. How, well, devastating to me. Like, it actually, like, make, makes my heart feel like it hurts. Hmm. Like, physically. Um, yesterday, I was at the dinner table with my mom and dad after they got back from Hawaii. I go through and my mom went to the bus again but <laughs> whatever <laughs> it's like a crazy example <clears throat> we're sitting there and she's talking about how back in Hawaii and indulged there and so now she's got to go on a juice cleanse for three days and my dad's sitting there he's talking about um, the Netflix documentary that just came out called it's another one promoting veganism. I keep mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that one too. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, I can't think of the name of it right now. 
something like multipliers or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't think of it. Anyways, and he goes, yeah, I think that as long as we're just eating healthy whole foods and sticking to that, that's how that's how we stay healthier. And and uh, and my mom goes, uh, and I and I made the argument that I said I actually don't think it matters what we put in our bodies like obviously to an extent it does Mm -hmm. chemically it does but i said it's so much as our psychology behind it Mm -hmm. and my dad said okay and then like he he really participated in this conversation which is very rare for him usually he checks out when we talk about weight and food and stuff like that because he's just tried trying to basically survive and be supportive of my mom as he possibly can Mm -hmm. it's something she really struggled with and i said he said what evidence do you have of that and i said Honestly, I'm living proof. I said, I've done the, the diet thing and eaten just quote-unquote clean foods and followed that whole mentality of weighing out my food, and it, and it worked. I said, but it's not sustainable. And so then this year, I said, happiness has, has honestly been the contributing factor or, like, contentness or joy to my losing you know, 50 pounds now. And he's like, he's like, interesting. And he said, but you've been, you know, exercising too? And I said, absolutely. I said, I would be irresponsible to not admit that the happiness makes me eat better, which makes me want to move more, which makes me want to eat better, which makes me happier. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's a loop, right? Yeah. 100%. 100%. 100%. Because I have people argue me, me, with me about that all the time. They're like, how did you lose weight? And I'm like, I just fucking got happy. And they're like, oh, but you exercise so much. And I'm like, yes, that is definitely, like, a side effect. But I exercise because I'm happy, not because I hate myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big difference. And my my mom's sitting there, and and my dad goes, so what do you think about juice cleanses? I said, I think juice cleanses are great. Like, obviously, they're a really good quick fix. And I said, and I said, and this, this is why my heart hurt today, because I said, I think if you're where mom's at, or she doesn't want to do what it takes to fully feel happiness and contentment around, you know, other things in her life, that food will always be a numbing mechanism or a coping mechanism. And and so especially the psychology, but I said, but mom has made it very clear that she's not willing to do the work to change that. And so a juice cleanse is a great way for mom. And I said, and then she can do the wild rose cleanse and then she can go vegan. She, you know, she can try all these different things. And I said, it'll probably work. And my dad went, so you can live. He said, so could you get five diets and just rotate through them all? I said, you absolutely could. And I said, that's essentially been the last 64 years of mom's life. And, and she just sat there. And took it and you know her like she mm-hmm. does not sit and take anything no. she was just like yep she was just like yep like that's and I just thought fuck like she's literally sitting there settling not like she won't even fight me on it and she's like if she wanted to fight me on it she would have like it is the biggest indicator that she's settling because she fights me on everything well, maybe it's maybe it's actually a good sign if she's doing something different. She's trying a different approach. Cuz she's she has yeah, been yeah. fighting you on it and it doesn't it doesn't work. 
right? Like, it, yeah. So maybe this is a sign that she's thinking about it. She's just starting to integrate it, but in her way. And she's got a lot of yeah. pride, right? Like, so she's not gonna <laughs> just let you yeah. win. Yeah. And fair enough. Like, I, yeah, I respect yeah. pride. It's, it's, it's a yeah, thing. Yeah, I always do too. That's just, it's a powerful fucking thing. Yeah. It's a very so, good indicator. But, but the fact um, that she's even, like, you don't know what's going on in her mind. Maybe she is thinking about it. She's watching you very closely to mm-hmm. see if there's any holes yeah. in your in your methods, right? Mm-hmm. And she wants there to be holes because she wants to have the excuse to go back to doing what she's doing. But maybe she's just submitting maybe and her way may be different than yours too so but man it it definitely allowed me to instead of fighting her just feel the heaviness and the sadness and like the oh it and it actually like I I could tear up talking about it right now like it actually when I think about people that aren't willing to look at or work through those things to me that is a hundred percent what is leading to our demise in society Mm -hmm. and I think why we aren't having fulfilling connected relationships with friends with family with you know love like with significant others because we're not willing to let those parts of us be seen because it's too painful because we might the reality is we might not even be willing to do anything about it yeah so the safety is not being seen which leads to that tiny, tiny, tight little container. The truth is that everybody can see it and feel it anyway. Yeah. Like we Which all is know what's that menacing feeling that's underlying. Mm, we think know, that we're covering up stuff. Blow. We think that we're hiding things. We're not. People can feel them. You can feel when somebody that's angry walks into the room, or they're they're hiding something. Yeah. Like they're overcompensating in some way. You can feel it. Yeah. Like the more tuned in you are the more you can feel it and the more you've learned to trust yourself, the more you can feel it. But I just, I think it's a matter of time and I actually see this as a good sign. I don't think that she's, she may be surrendering. She may think that she's like just giving up, but I think that she's just watching to see what happens, to see how things shake out. Cause her way is just going to be a little bit different than yours. Yeah. But I have hope for her. Me too. <laughs> I think this is good. Yeah. And that's, I guess, oh. the saving grace is that uh, like the universe will whisper at first, and then it shakes things up more and more violently. Or you could just throw a bomb on it. Or Yeah, you could just throw a bomb <laughs> on it. Throw a grenade on it yourself so that... <laughs> <laughs> so your whole life explodes. <laughs> oh, Just do it man. consciously. Yeah, like it's gonna happen either way. Like, like. Yeah. So you might as well enter into it with your own free will because it's happening. Yeah. But. Well, thank you for your. I feel like I went really abstract, and you brought things home in real life examples, and I appreciate that because. It takes a lot of vulnerability to share real stories like that. So, and thank you to your mom who is also a brave, brave soul. 
Uh, I definitely appreciate that because I, yeah, definitely got a little ranty here. But I feel better. No, thanks. Thanks for showing up with your anger and not <laughs> just logic, logicking your way out of it. Yeah, my old pattern. I think it is important. My old pattern would have been to logic my way out of it, minimize it, be overly rational and not let myself just feel, but but I know I have reason to be pissed off at the state of how things are in the world, in the medical system, in the economy, in the way that we're treating our planet, and we're just expecting our kids to sort it out for us. Like that pisses me off so much. And we yeah. need to we no, need to make changes. You. So I definitely if you want to understand why I'm so fired up watch the show years and years on HBO it's a six-part miniseries mm-hmm. and yeah it's just it's it's showing us where we're going if we keep doing what we're doing and in the near future like the next five to 15 years yeah because there's like like Trump is still in office when it starts kind of thing so mm-hmm. like what could potentially happen that or and what is on the horizon and how we need to shift unless we want yeah. those types of things to go down yeah and not to sound too good vibes only but if you have something going on or struggle are struggling with something like reach reach out to people yeah actually like that you trust and mm-hmm. that you know have your back and mm-hmm. i don't know i just think that that's so freaking important yeah, definitely. For them and for you. Like, for them and for you. For our world. Talking about about stuff and being seen at where you are and being fully <laughs> accepted and loved. And and as much as I am proud of my sword and my fierceness and my ability, my sight, I also know it can be a double-edged sword in the way that people want to be loved. Right? And so I think there's a misinterpretation sometimes that my sword is judgment. And while it is like, it's, it's anger on your behalf. It's not anger at you. It's anger. Uh, it's, it's judgment on your behalf. It's, it's, I will, I want to bring up the thing and show it to you so that you can look at it, but we still are going to love the fuck out of it. Cause there's an innocent reason that we're all doing these things, whether it is we're for survival or what we have, right? We're doing the, we all are doing the best that we can, that we can. And that being said, we can definitely be doing more. And this is the call to action to do, to do more, to heal, to self-actualize, to start looking, unpacking your stuff and looking at it, what, what you're bringing to the table. And again, with lots of compassion, lots of humor, lots of as much fun as we can, we need to look at these things so that we don't keep staying in these ruts and these patterns and making the world worse for our kids, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. really, really fucking important to me that we figure ourselves out so that we leave this place better than we found it. Yeah, they can stand on the shoulders of giants. Right? Otherwise, we're just going to go extinct. (laughs) So, yeah. And I mean, if it's end of the world type of stuff of like, just like party while the partying's good, that's fine too, but just like let's not hurt anybody in the meantime. Let's be doing it in a way that we're not exploiting and we're not taking advantage and we're not um, making things any worse for people than we need to. So that's just bad karma. Yeah. Yes. That's my little rant. But yeah, to back what you said, 
definitely reach out to us, reach out to your friends, reach out to your, your, your quote, air quotes tribe, whatever you need to do, talk to somebody about it and somebody that you trust that will really accept you for who you are and, and will call you out in places that you need called out on like Jane and Jenna do for me. So yeah, it's really good. Anything else before we end here? Nope. Love y'all. Love you so much. Thank you for listening. I know this was a heavier episode, but that just means the next one's going to be super up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to go with the flow. Yeah. Okay. Right. Bye. Love Bye. you.